Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you, as always, is Tyler. Tyler, I tell you what, every time I say with you, you know, one of your two co-hosts, I'm always counting on you to say that next line. I think it's become kind of my trademark already. I know we're this is only our 10th episode, but I feel like people now expect expect that. The people demand it, Tyler. We're 10 episodes in. 10 I, it, episodes. You're supposed to have a celebration at 10. What's the 10 anniversary? Uh, I don't know. I haven't got to 10 yet. You're at 10. You should know. No, You're past 10. That's true. We had our 12th. Oh, God, I'm on the spot now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I've had lots of anniversaries, and they've all been wonderful. 12. We just celebrated our 12th anniversary. Yes. That's what it was. How was your week? I mean, anything Dude, exciting going on? Um, great event happened today. I finally got my hair cut after three months. Congratulations. Of having a mop on top of my head. And yet you're still wearing a hat to cover it up. Are you still not comfortable showing your hair? Well, why, I, why is it covered I, up? I thought we might could do a big reveal later, but now we've kind of ruined that, so... Uh, but yeah, I feel like a, a million bucks, feel like a new man to finally get all that. I think I get lost about five pounds just having all that haircut off my head. So it, it was a great feeling, probably the most enjoyable haircut I've ever had just because it had been so long. So shout out, shout out to Lansdowne Barbershop and Bill, uh, and Billy and the guys, they will take care of you if you, if you have any haircutting needs right now. Yeah, that's interesting. Are you getting to the point? Let me ask you this. Last time I went to uh, get my hair cut, I'm noticing more and more like gray pieces falling on the little cape they put on you, um, and I'm not really sure what to think about that. Are, have you experienced that up to this point? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a sad reality of life, Brandon. We're we're getting old. We are officially in our we're on the I back side you, of thirty. Yeah, you gotta say late thirties now. We're not even mid thirties really <sighs> anymore. Jeez, very sad. We're getting old. Everything's falling apart. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot more of the little gray slivers making their way in there. You know, it's... I I think I'm going to keep it, though. You know, there's a few options you can go with. You can dye it, obviously, or you can just go with it. I think I'm going to keep it. I, I think it makes me feel more regal. Like, it adds some IQ points to me. Like, when people see me, they think, you know what? He's got a little bit of gray hair. I think that guy's probably pretty smart. Yeah, you get the salt and pepper look going there. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, beats the alternative. Beats not having hair, you know. So I'd rather have gray hair than no hair. Okay, so so you're okay with keeping the gray hair? Yeah, absolutely. What what are you gonna do when it starts receding the other way? No. Are you gonna be one of those guys that like hangs on for no, dear life? I will not be a hanger on her. I will I will shave that sucker rather than, yeah. I, I'll, yeah I'm not gonna have the horseshoe look. I don't like it. Don't you, like it at all. You don't like it? Well, it works for some people. It does. Some people could pull it off. I would not be one of those people. So you're just going to go full... Yeah, and then I would probably wear a hat 24 hours a day. Nice. Well, you do that already, and you <laughs> have true. a full head of hair, yeah. so... <laughs> Good point. Yeah, nobody's really going to know the difference. Yeah, what have you been up to this week? Anything exciting? Um, Tyler, it has been a very eventful week. You know, last week I had our wedding anniversary, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a big... L- let me tell you what we went and did. So, have you heard of these exercise bikes called Pelotons? I have heard of them. I've seen the crazy commercials. They Boy, they really uh, hype those things up in the commercials. Well, they hyped us up to the point we ordered one. Uh-oh. Okay. I know. I don't even, I'm not even going to ask how much that sets you back, because I know they're expensive. Well, but. I think that's part of the experience, is you have to burn off the calories on the bike. You have to burn off the stress from the money you just spent on the bike. Sure, yeah. I think that's how it works. Not only that, so we bought the exercise bike. You know what else we did? What else did you I'm on pins and needles. Well, pins and needles, big drum roll. We went out and bought two actual bicycles at at the local bike shop here in Lexington. 
Nice. Look at you getting all in your exercise routine here. This is impressive. I know. So we've got we've got the workout bike and the bike bikes to ride with family. It's kind of crazy. I mean, we I went from having no bikes to all of a sudden just having this plethora of bikes. But I I'm curious about the Peloton thing. I've seen the ads. You know, the ads always have people in their really big upscale apartment looking over New York City, you know, biking and doing all these cool things. They make it look really awesome. I doubt it's going to be that cool. It's just going to be probably me in my basement, so not as necessarily as cool of a view. But I'm interested to see how it works. Anybody that's listening, if you have one, let me know what to expect because I really don't know. Yeah, there's a whole community. Like You can like get in workout groups or something on there, I think. So Yeah, listen to this. Cool. So I'm on my phone, and all of a sudden, you, know, you sign up for a Peloton account. There's people that say, I'm going to follow you. And I get these alerts that people are following me. So people are now going to be watching me work out or seeing what I do, I think. I don't, I don't really know. Why, why would you want to follow somebody to see how much they work out? That, that seems like you, you need more to do. If that's all you have to do is see how much Brandon has rode his bike today. I'm not sure how it works. I don't know if it's like, hey, Brandon signed up for this class. You should do it too. Or if they can try. I don't really know. I haven't got the thing in yet. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm interested. You'll have to tell us all about it when you get it. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, we'll see how it goes. There's been some interesting developments as of late. Not so much in the sports world. We are going to talk about sports today. We're going to talk about some national events and issues that are going on. Uh, But I think for Kentucky purposes, we should start out talking about probably the most interesting primary race that I can remember, and that is the Amy McGrath and Booker race. Charles Booker. Yeah. Charles Booker. It's... Is he related to Devin Booker? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Uh, It's been an amazing race to watch because, uh, first of all, let me say this. When Amy McGrath was picked as the Democrat nominee, my first thought was, why? She couldn't beat Andy Barr in Lexington and Richmond. So now you're telling me she's going to beat a guy that's been in the Senate since the dinosaurs were around? I don't know how long he's been. He's been in there a long time. So you're telling me she can't beat Andy Barr, but she's going to beat Mitch McConnell. Call me crazy. I don't believe it for two seconds. I I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Yeah, it, it it was a puzzling decision. I mean, if you can't beat Andy Barr... Not that he's and, bad. I, no, I'm, nothing against Andy Barr. I, I, I'm fine with Andy Barr. Yeah. He's a swell guy. Um, but to lose a race in central Kentucky, which outside of Louisville, this is the biggest Democratic stronghold in the state, in Fayette County. So to not be able to win a race that centers around Fayette County, how in the heck do you expect to win a statewide race where the rest of our state is predominantly red. Yeah, part of me wonders if if the Democratic National Committee or whoever really endorses these candidates looked at the race and said, you know what, we ain't going to win it. Let her go and do her thing. This one's a wash. We'll get them the next time. Well, they sure that's have what pumped a lot like. of money in. If that's their thought, they, uh, McGrath has raised, I don't, I don't know, $20, $30, 40000000 million, whatever the amount is. So they've definitely given her a lot of money to, to say that this is not going to be a race she can win. I, I just don't see it. The the first thing, I just don't know how you pick her as a candidate. She's great. She's flown, I don't know how many missions. You probably know. She's she flown missions. Is, is she a pilot? 
I think so. Does she fly for Delta? Yes, that was it. Okay. She's flown several commercial flights for Delta. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, I had no idea she was a pilot. She she should probably mention that in her ad sometime. That might get her, you know, people like, you know, military people. So yeah, she's she really, should probably bring that up at some point. Yeah, she's really missing out on that. But what's really interesting, so she's had all this money pumped in. Everything's going her way. She's just cranking it out. She's ready to go. She's ready to take down Mitch McConnell. And then all of a sudden, uh, Charles Booker... Out of nowhere, really. <laughs> out of nowhere. Comes out and just starts throwing haymakers, which he should. If you're behind, you throw Hail Marys, you throw hell- haymakers, and you try to land a hit. And boy, is he doing it. The only question I have is, is it too late in the game? Because she is saying, get your ballots in now. This is how you vote now. Get them in right now. Hurry it up. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> Before... Before he has time to play catch-up, which is smart. But do you think he has enough time to make up ground? Probably not. Uh, I mean, if if you're putting me on the spot and say, who do I think is going to win? I I think McGrath is going to win. But it's going to be much, much closer than anybody had possibly anticipated. And I think a lot of the people in the DNC are going to be very surprised at how close this race is um last poll i saw brandon she was 49 percent. booker was 39 but a couple weeks ago he wasn't even in the ballpark i mean he was down 40 50 points and now to get it down to 10 i mean you never know i mean when you start getting that close anything can happen i mean there there were polls that showed trump down 10 or more points yeah in 2016 so not impossible, and he is riding quite a wave of momentum right now. He was in our hometown. He was. I didn't even know he was going to be there. How cool is that? He was in Whitesburg uh, this weekend. Yeah, how about Whitesburg getting more love? I feel like Whitesburg's, you know, picking up their game. Yeah, I mean, Whitesburg is definitely the, you know, the pulse of America. I mean, that's 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 really, if, if you're a candidate and you don't go through Letcher County, what what are you doing? But but let's be real, it's, it's mostly a red county and city but the people the other side of the aisle are very progressive you know you've got a a big art movement there it is one of the most interesting places in the state because you have a massive dynamic of you know basically two worlds colliding in that county and they all live together everybody gets along for the most part yeah um but it's really interesting he showed up there uh gave a speech uh it was one of the uh black lives matter Mm -hmm. rallies in Whitesburg, um, and ch- and kudos to Whitesburg for you know people people can say what they want about the mountains in eastern Kentucky, but there there is much involved in in these protests as anybody right now, which is great to see. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of Democrat votes in Letcher County. I, I'll be honest, there just happens to be a lot more red. But I mean, there's a lot of passionate, you know, progressive Democrat people in in that county, and you know they they get out and and they're politically active. The more politically active we can all get, I, I think the better. You know, we all need to be involved in these decisions. It's really important. So, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. One other thing I wanted to mention. So, I got this in the mail. I, I don't know if you've gotten any flyers in the mail. No, I not really. No, I haven't gotten much. Okay. So, I got one. This is for... I don't know why they send this to me because I'm registered independent. But for the um, 88th... Is it the 88th district? House District 88. I got this in the mail. Okay. 
And it took me a while to figure out who this was from. This was from Aaron Yates. I, I will say, first of all, Aaron, your name has to be more prominent in this ad because I could barely find it. <laughs> but I tell you who was very prominent in the ad was who he was running against. And this is Montia Mundy. Okay. Okay. So looks like some kind of report card over there. So Aaron runs this where, you know, it's basically a comparison piece where it shows I'm Aaron Yates. I run for this. This is uh, uh, Mrs. Mundy's. Uh, you know, how she votes and stuff like that. It's basically got a comparison on one side. Okay. But boy, oh boy, flip to the other side. I want your opinion on this, Tyler. You haven't seen this. No, I have no clue what you're about to show me. Okay. I'm going to flip this over. What's that look like? That looks like a mugshot. Yeah. That looks like a mugshot. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, it's it's got the little thing showing how tall she is. It's got a mugshot of Montea, Montea Mundy. Okay. Here's my question for you. Now, this says, this is the ad. I'm just reading a piece of mail that I got in my mailbox. It says, the arresting trooper wrote in the citation that Mundy was incoherent and did not follow field sobriety test instructions per the Lexington Herald-Leader. Okay. Okay. What are your thoughts when you see a political ad like this? When your opponent sends out an ad with your mugshot and what was written in the criminal citation. Do you like that? You didn't see this. I kept it hidden. Yeah. What do you think about that? Look at that picture. You tell me what you think. Uh, first of all, I love at the top that it says Montia Mundy is a mess. Yes, it <laughs> does. Montia Mundy is. A, it does. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. She looks like a hot mess in that picture too. But uh, who looks like a a, a cold? Is it a cold the, mess? If you're a hot mess, okay, that means you're really messed up. What's a do do we know? Does it say what she was arrested for in the in this little? Okay, so here's what piece. here's what it is in in the fine print down here at the bottom. This okay. says this was an actual post from a family member of her female hit and run victim, blurred to protect the family's privacy. So what okay. they've done, they didn't just include a mugshot; they included the family's post. Oh, I don't like that. Don't and like I can that. and I can read the post, but it's a little bit lengthy. But long story short, it looked like she may be driving. A little recklessly. Okay, uh, fair. Be, become, you know, for whatever reason, she failed field sobriety test instructions, or she did not follow them, and she was incoherent, according to the report. Okay. I haven't read the report. I'm not going to say that that's 100% true. I'm just telling you what this ad says, okay. first of all. Do you like this? Okay. Now, I know nothing about either of these people, so let me just preface with that. I don't either. Uh, if if Montia Mundy walked in here with, uh, a sticker that said "Hi, Montia Mundy." I wouldn't know who she was. Um, that being said, if someone I'm considering voting for was arrested, I I would I would want to know that. Um, do, but do you put that in in a postcard ad and send it out to everybody and say Montia Mundy is a mess? <laughs> that's thought, that's the question. That's I what I got that in the said mail. She's a mess. Uh, it's just such a funny description. Um, and it just says vote against Mundy. It doesn't really say vote for Aaron Yates. Yeah, again, you, you right have to look up bottom. her name because it's so not prominent on there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I am guessing that uh, Miss Yates is probably not. It's, it's a Mister, I think. Oh, Aaron sorry. Yates. Aaron, That's all right. Look, Aaron could be female. Uh, uh, candidate Yates, I'm assuming, <laughs> is probably trailing in the polls at this point. This reeks of a desperation move to send this out uh, a couple weeks before the election. It doesn't seem like something somebody who's confident they're going to win would do. Um, 
I don't like that he shared that it was a social media post. That really bothers me more, more so than anything else on there. I mean, like I said, I, I got, I, I would want to know if, if she was arrested for driving under the influence. If or, that's what or, it was, whatever, I don't know. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. We don't know. I feel like that's information I need to know. So I, I don't have a problem with him putting that on there. I just don't like the format that he did it. Okay, so how far back into someone's history and what parts of their life do you bring up and put in an ad? Because let's face it, we've all done dumb things. Yes. I don't know. Maybe Fair it was just say. me. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm the only one that's did dumb things. But how far back do you go and do you... You know, does this keep other people from wanting to run for office? You know what I mean? I think things like this keep good people from running. I hate it. I think it sucks. And I'm voting for Montia Monday because I do not like these kind of ads. Very fair. So it had the very reverse effect on me. I can't stand it. I would want to know, but I think it's really lame. I get it. Uh, I, I totally get that. I guess it doesn't matter. Apparently, I'm not in their district, or I probably would have gotten that. So I think you are. Maybe we are. We should know this, Tyler. I don't know. We're we are not very good citizens, right? Well, now. well, I mean, I mean, I got this in my mailbox, so I'm assuming I got it for a reason. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess what I mean is, you know, I I just don't like it. I'm not a fan of it at all, and I wish they wouldn't do it. I understand. That's but, my two cents. Okay, fair. Yeah, and then I also got this other ad. This was Mitch McConnell, and Mitch McConnell went for the two pager. Holy cow! His, Look his, at this. This wow. is a full centerfold. I'm surprised he's not centerfold here in the center. <laughs> please but, don't use Mitch McConnell and centerfold <laughs> in the same sentence ever again, please. I don't need that image in my head. Yeah, that's probably worse than a mugshot, Mitch. Just uh, just a heads up, don't do that. But it's got information on voting by mail, voting in person. I mean, it's a full spread full of, you know, we endorse President or uh, Mitch McConnell by President Trump. And it's a full-on thing. I mean, that's, that's really very impressive. impressive. That that was expensive. That wasn't cheap to send those out. And let me tell you what was cheap. This photo of Mitch with Donald Trump, it's blurry. Mm. They spent all the money on the ink and got a blurry thing picture. and they got a blurry picture of him and Donald Trump. Hmm. Well, but it's interesting when you see the political ads go out. I brought it up because, you know, Mitch seems to be putting more into the, you know, the big foldouts in the print. And then, you know, I'm seeing a lot more social media with McGrath and Booker. You know, it's in- interesting ways to reach their bases, I guess. So so you're saying Mitch McConnell has an older base that gets all their information through mail and print as opposed to the younger crowd for Booker and McGrath. I'm just telling you that's how I'm receiving the information. Mm-hmm. I'm not receiving big mailers from, you know, really anybody, um, except for this Yates g- uh, gentleman who apparently is looking up everybody's you know, police reports and everything else. <laughs> That's, that got uh, me fired up today. I was upset, Tyler. I, 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 can tell, I can tell you're upset. I don't like it. Well, anyway, so we wanted to dive a little bit into that. It's very Kentucky-related, the Senate race. We'd be curious to know your thoughts. Um, it is one of the most interesting races in the country, not just between the eventual Democratic winner of the primary and Mitch McConnell, but actually the primary itself, which is unusual. Primaries usually aren't this exciting. No, it is. I think... We are going to be one of the centers of news coverage next Tuesday because this this is going to be a, a big race, not only in Kentucky, but in the eyes of uh, our country. So it's really interesting to see what happens. Booker just got recently endorsed by Ron Swanson, 
who, of course, Nick Offerman, the actor who plays Ron Swanson on Park and Rex, one of my favorite shows. Swanson? Sw- Slippy? Slappy? Sw- Swami? Swamp- Swanson? Swanson? But uh, the the fact he is even in the race, I saw something yesterday that said McGrath has spent currently $21.8 million so far on this race, and Booker has spent 500000 uh-huh. which means McGrath has spent more money after her decimal place of $21.8 than Booker has spent total. That's impressive. And still has a shot to win. Just really shows... I feel how out of tune the National Democratic Party is with the state of Kentucky. That's my big takeaway. Well, even if you look at the 2016 presidential cycle, President Trump spent way less, way less than the other side did. It's sometimes it's not all about money. I know, you know, it helps. The money helps. I don't think it hurts anybody. No, it can't hurt. But it just goes to show when people get angry enough or they get excited enough about somebody it really doesn't matter what ad you throw at them if they've made up their their mind that you're not the person for the job. Right, yeah. The the big blue wave that was supposed to happen when McGrath was running against Andy Barr, it was not a blue... It was more like a blue kiddie pool. It was a ripple. <laughs> yeah. It was a ripple. I, again, going back to the beginning, I don't know how you pick her if, he, if she can't beat Andy Barr. Call me crazy. That's just coming from a political strategy point of view. I don't care who wins it. How How do you pick her? I just don't get it. Makes no sense, Tyler. Makes no sense. Yeah. Honestly, I think I don't think either one of them can beat Mitch, but maybe things can change by then. Uh, but Miss McGrath, Mr. Booker, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the show. Uh, if you would like to talk to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Nation out there, we'd love to have you on to uh, discuss what you have planned for the state of Kentucky and what you can do for us going forward. Maybe it would change my mind. Maybe. You know, maybe I just need to see more. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yep. Well, well, anyway, I'm glad we we broached that subject first. Did you see how I used the word "broach" there? I never used that word. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, but we got that in there first. Uh, we've got some more stuff coming up. We got some national stories. We also got a few sports as well. It's not been a huge sports week, but we are going to get into a few things, and uh, we'll see you right after this break. Welcome back to the Lex Buds Pick and Roll Podcast, episode 10. Get into a little bit of sports news, Brandon. As always, there are no actual sports balls being played anywhere, so... It's unfortunate. It is. We have some big news. Is it really? Well, you know, it's the only news, really. (laughs) Any news in sports right now is big news. sports is big. Yeah, that's true. I want to start with this one, Brandon. Zion Williamson, the infamous Duke Blue Devil, the high-profile freshman last year, biggest biggest player to come through college basketball probably in the last 10 years, since Anthony Davis probably, Yep. came out uh, he a few weeks ago that he is uh, under lawsuit by his former agent for breach of contract. There's that word breach again. Yeah. No, actually, I said brooch earlier. Oh, it was. Okay. Breach, brooch, tomato, okay. tomato. Sorry whatever. about that. That's all right. Um, so he, he is uh, being sued by his former agent, and all these little details are now coming out about Zion's recruitment to Duke and different benefits that they received or potentially uh, they've been accused of receiving. His family, his his mom, went from living in a... I believe it was a 
600 $800 a month rent. About 800 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before Zion got to Duke, which is, you know, it's, you know, pretty reasonably priced living accommodation. Absolutely. Then when Zion gets to Duke, they move to to Durham. Mm-hmm. And somehow they are able to increase their accommodations from $800 a month to about four thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. even more than that, I think. Actually, closer to five. I was think. it five thousand? It was a lot. Yeah. Either way, um, seems a little fishy, Brandon. I don't think so at all, Tyler. No, no. I, I tell you, you what, you happened. think she just got a new job? Maybe. Yep. Well, first of all, it could have been a simple rounding error somewhere. Okay. Maybe something. Um, option number two. Is you know obviously Zion's shoes blew up in the North Carolina game, right? So my thought is they saved all the money from buying him really new shoes and put it towards a million dollar house. Oh. so they you know that's where it is. It's actually they out cut there, Zion's Zion. shoe budget out. Yeah, they cut his shoe budget and put it into the five thousand dollar a month house, and hmm. that is my story. It's your story, and you're sticking to it. No. Uh, by by the way, anytime I think of Zion's shoe coming off. I always think, because President Obama was at that game. Do you remember that? I don't remember, no. I remember the game, but I don't remember. Yeah, Obama was there. And, of course, you know, they got the camera on him the whole game. And he just points and looks. And is like, his shoe fell off. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? It's just hilarious to see President Obama say, his shoe fell off. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't just fall off. It exploded. it did. Uh, So, anyway, now, you know, the, the big thing is whether or not Zion is going to have to testify under oath as to whether any benefits were taken. I think we may have talked about this before, that there, there's probably no chance in France that he actually takes the stand and has to answer any questions about this. But it's it's interesting nonetheless, and I think to, to many people, this just proves that Mike Krzyzewski is not this saintly coach that all the media makes him out to be. He didn't know, Tyler. You know he, that. I think he did. He I, didn't know. I, I think. I think. I think it's kind of a blue chips situation. Oh, blue chips, classic. Yeah, I think there was okay. probably a bag of money, maybe a big tractor that was left. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good movie. <laughs> oh goodness, blue chips. I forgot about that it's one. It's a great too. movie. Well, you know, it's interesting because here, here it is. At the end of the day, what, what's it all mean? Do they get in trouble or not? I think if Zion. Williamson had his shoes dipped in gold before every game and went and played, and it was paid for by Duke. The NCAA wouldn't do jack. It doesn't matter. They're not going to do anything to Duke. It doesn't matter. Here's they're, my, they're weak. They won't do it. Here's my question to you, Brandon. If you were Zion Williamson and were being, is it? Here, if it's ten million or a hundred million, they uh-huh. being sued. Either way, let's let's just say it's he's being sued for ten million dollars. Yeah. Would you? Cover your former coach's butt for ten million dollars. What would, would would you throw your coach under the bus for ten million dollars? He doesn't owe Coach K crap. He doesn't. I mean, he's he's got to look out for himself. Ten million dollars is going to be a drop in the bucket for him. He probably makes that in the first you know few games he played in the NBA or his shoe contract. So he's fine, but he has no obligation to Coach K. And like I said, it doesn't matter if they came out. And it was proven that Zion stuffed his shoes full of gold bars, and that's why they exploded during the game. It doesn't matter because the NCAA is not going to do anything. If North Carolina can get away with fake classes for a quarter of a decade, they're not going to do anything to do. They're weak, and that's why eventually they'll be irrelevant. 
agree with that. I don't think anything's going to happen. NCAA has proved they're not going to punish schools for pretty much anything, unless you're like Louisville and have hookers in the dorm room. But <laughs> we, yeah, that's true. That that was a bridge too far. Yeah, that that, that was a little bit cross the line. But I, just for me personally, I would like to have the satisfaction of knowing that somebody came out and admitted that Coach K bribed them to come to school there. Even if the NCAA does nothing. Just for my own personal enjoyment, I would like to see You know, it. I feel like Coach K's, or at least that network is part of some secret society. Did you ever watch The Skulls? I, uh, yes, I did it's a terrible see movie, by yeah, the way. Awful. But I feel like he's got these this you know insider information on everybody that like if they try to out him on something, that he'll just be like, well... I've got pictures of you with, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's how I like to picture Coach K. I think he's the head of a Skulls-like organization, and he's got information on everybody. Interesting. This, this could run really deep. I know. Well, I hope we, we don't get sued for saying that. This is yeah. all allegedly, by the way. Allegedly. I'm just kidding. We'll have to investigate this further. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Some other news. In NASCAR, Brandon, the powers that be... In NASCAR have said no more rebel flags at any of their racing events. Now, this should be said, NASCAR did not fly rebel flags. These were permitted by fans to bring. But it was never, you know, no statements were ever addressed to try to prohibit them from doing this. I think it's safe to say the rebel flag was prominently displayed at at any NASCAR race that you went to. Uh, You know, people camping out in the infield, um... You you if you've ever been to a NASCAR race, you you will see the rebel flag just about every other direction you look. So for them to make this call, most people will look at this and say, Well heck yeah, they should have done this twenty years ago. Like, come on, NASCAR, like you're behind the times. But you have to understand this is going to upset a large portion of their fan base. There may be people who won't buy tickets to a NASCAR race after this. It was the right thing to do, but I think NASCAR needs to get more credit than what they're getting for doing this because it, it's going to hurt their business. Yeah, well, I can tell you this. If you were only going to a NASCAR race just so you could sport the Rebel flag, then you've got bigger problems. I'm sorry. You go to the race to watch the damn race. Agreed. Go there. I mean, there's there's families. There's fans. Just go there and watch the race and have fun. If you don't like the rules, then don't go. It's like, you know, there's this big debate on whether to wear a mask or not, and some stores require, require and some don't. If if the store requires you to wear it and you don't want to wear it, then don't go to the store. You know, these are their rules. And just deal with it, man. We're all grown-ups here. I mean, I hate all this snowflakery that goes on. Everybody just looks for an excuse to be mad at something. Yes, they do. You know what I mean? Get over yourself. If you don't like it, don't go. But if you liked it before... And the only reason you're not going now is just because you can't wear a Rebel Flag t-shirt. Yeah, well, then maybe you weren't a big NASCAR fan anyway. What are you doing? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. And I actually saw one of the NASCAR, I, I don't know if it was like a Bush Series driver or something like that, actually quit because because of this stance. Did you see that? I, I did see that. It's, it seemed like a pretty bonehead move to, I mean, or... It doesn't make sense at all to me. I don't understand what what you're thinking. Right. We're in agreement on something yeah. here, Ty. This is a big moment because we, we've, we've had some sparring matches here the last few episodes. But just get over yourself, man. Go watch the race. I will say I've 
I don't know who came up with the joke first, but it's been made by just about every person on social media that NASCAR can still wave the rebel flag on the last lap of every race because it's the white flag to signal one lap to go. So they're waving the white flag. Hey, oh, <laughs> yes, I have seen that quite a bit. Oh, man. Or again, um, Tyler, do you want to give your email address for fan mail on that one? <laughs> Uh, yes, it's Brandon Boyd at Gmail. <coughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, I mean, just get over yourself. Either you like racing or not. If you're just going to sport your flag, get over yourself, go do something else. If you like racing and you still enjoy it, you want to take your family or you just want to go drink beer at the track, just go enjoy yourself, man. Not everything has to be political. Not everything has to be overthought out. If you like hearing loud cars go around a track and you get the chance to see somebody wreck, which was a lot of people want to see wrecked, mm-hmm. just go. What else are you going to do? Get over yourself, man. Suck it up. Well said. I like it. Let's go on. Uh, college football news. Some more teams reporting back to campus for workouts mm-hmm. and practices. And we saw University of Houston, after about a week of practice, has decided, nope, we're, oh, we're shutting it down. <laughs> not, not even a week into practice. Multiple players testing positive for the coronavirus. And they said, you know what? We're, we're just... We're just shutting her down. No more practices. No more workouts. Not not a good look if you are hoping for college football in the fall. I'm getting just a tad bit nervous. So this fires thing has got me switching back and forth, I feel like, every two or three days. I was really excited when people talked about, you know, everybody's going to start reporting back for June. We're going to get back into it. And I thought, wow, we are going to have college football. But at the same time, you knew it's the same thing with letting people out of the house to go to businesses. You knew there were going to be more cases because the only way to keep them from happening is to keep everybody in the house, mm-hmm. right? And still, some people are going to get sick, but eventually we got to come outside, right? We all have to get some sort of immunity to this thing. If we all stay in our own individual house, we're screwed. And in this case, it's a bigger deal because these are college kids that aren't being paid. That's a bigger deal. That's a problem because they're going to look at, you know, I'm sacrificing myself to make the NCAA billions of dollars for what? So, you know, 2% of us can get the COVID virus and have to deal with that sickness. Man, what a tricky spot. I was I was disappointed, but you had to see it coming. You know it's going to happen. It will happen until we have a vaccine if we ever get one. There's no guarantee we're going to get one, by the way. That's true. This is just a reality we're going to have to deal with. This is the first time I've felt just a slight, you know, bit of uncomfortableness, if that's even a word, Mm -hmm. that we may not even have college football, you know, starting on time at least. I'm nervous. I'm sweating it out. I I think you should be. I think, man, because, yeah, we we talk about, you know, businesses reopening and getting the economy back open, but asking a college kid to get back and to to play a game that they're not being paid for, that's... That's, I mean, they're getting a scholarship and tuition, so I mean, they are getting something, but it's minimal compared to what they're bringing to exactly. the NCAA. Exactly. So, I, I don't know, man. It's not. It's it's starting to get me down. I, I'm not sure that's going to happen. What are you going to do if some of the UK? Well, let's say 15 players test positive from the University of Kentucky. What do you think then? Do you think they should play? What do you think? What do you think as a UK fan should happen? Honestly, if, selfishly, I want them to play, but if if we're getting dozens of kids who are getting it, I I don't think it's worth it, man. I I, I think you got to shut it down. 
And th- and this is the problem because when these players play against each other too, they're not playing two hand touch here. They're in the trenches, trying to beat the hell out of each other to get the ball. Stuff's gonna pass from one team to another, right? I mean, absolutely, it, it has to. It it will happen. These guys are in close proximity. They're in the trenches with each other. It is going to happen. This makes me really nervous. I, and again, anytime we're outside, we're at risk for this. But what's the alternative? Right. The alternative is we all stay in our own house. Yep. And no, er, and no everything football. shuts down and basically screws up everything. Right. It's like America is this big machine. Right. And if we take a part out of it for a few months, it's like the machine doesn't work, and we don't know if we're going to be able to get it up and working like it was before. You know, it's it's a weird spot to be in, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of got me down. You, you know what I think would would cheer everyone up, Brandon? What if if we could just since there's not not much else sports going on, why don't we do a spin of the wheel? Thank goodness, a stupid I, debate. I've been sitting here staring at this wheel the whole time. I'm getting depressed. I'm getting angry. We've talked about the NASCAR stuff. We've talked about the Houston. Okay, I'm good. Let's do it. Let's 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 get some positive energy going here. All right. Now, full disclosure, I've tried to ride on this somewhat, but it's really difficult to see all the topics that are on here. So, for anybody that hasn't seen or heard about this. This is our wheel of stupid topics, and it's stupid because we just sit around and think of stuff, and we decide, is this something we want to talk about? We're going to do it. This segment's been too depressing, Tyler. I'm upset. My blood pressure's up again. <laughs> I'm ready for some good news. Are you ready for let's good news? Let's do it. Let's, let's get something ridiculous. All right, here we go. I love that sound. Oh, man, I'm nervous. What do we have? Oh, oh. this is the one you just oh. added oh, to the we wheel. We just added this today. Tyler, here's the question for you. And I'll let you go first. Does Chick Fil A deserve the hype? Yes or no? And explain your answer, Brandon. There, there's probably not a fast food restaurant that I love more than Chick Fil A. Okay. So, so wait. Why do you like Chick Fil A? What's what's the? Uh, I mean, what's the what's the deal with it? So. First off, you get their their chicken is absolutely delicious. They they are one of the few restaurants that you could go for breakfast, you could go for lunch, you could go for dinner. Okay. And all meal all three meals are exceptional. Okay. A lot of places mm-hmm. do breakfast well, a lot of places do lunch dinner well. Okay. Chick fil A hits the trifecta. I, I could eat there three times a day. What have you actually done that before? I have done the Chick fil A trifecta before, yes. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, their milkshakes also excellent. Okay, and then you also get the most friendly and courteous employees of any business that you'll ever. Get. I don't know what the Chick Fil A training program is like, but they they need to be running the government. I mean, the the, the efficiency. <laughs> Chick Fil A should be running the government. Yes, let's replace wow. Trump with the CEO of Chick Fil A, and I think the the economy would run much more smoothly, and everybody would be just you know a little nicer and friendlier. So so after they drop a, a nuclear bomb, they say my pleasure, <laughs> and then they just go on. That's what that's what you want exactly. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But, so, I mean, just, so okay. just all around, you get quality food. You get friendly, courteous staff, you know, who always say my pleasure. I mean, how they get high school kids to continuously be courteous and respect is just really impressive. So I think Chick Fil A absolutely deserves all the hype. I, I I would go as far to say it's it's a little underrated. 
Underrated? What the heck? Are, are you crazy? People hype the Chick-fil-A train like crazy. I mean, they're all about Chick-fil-A. Now, look, don't get me wrong. I like Chick-fil-A. It's fine. But does it have the best... It's, it's a chicken-based restaurant, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I have to look at, okay, does it deserve the hype? It's hyped up to the point to where you think it's just bigger than the Beatles here, right? Shout out to Joe Diffie on that one. But, I mean, do you... Th- rest in peace. Rest in peace. Do you think that Chick-fil-A is the best chicken-based restaurant? It's in their name. I'm going to say no. There are several other options what that are na- better. Name one chicken restaurant better than Chick-fil-A. I could name several. Please. I'm all ears. Name what, one. What chicken-based restaurant? If I want the best chicken... I'm going to go, first of all, Cane's. If you say Lee's Famous Recipe or KFC, I'm going to be very upset. All right, Tyler, you just took out my next two because I love Lee's Famous Recipe. Oh, my God. You are not putting Lee's Famous Recipe. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. No. You have lost all credibility when you're putting Lee's Famous Recipe, one of the nastiest, unclean restaurants. Oh, my restaurants. God. What's wrong? I with feel like I'm going to get tuberculosis what? anytime I walk what into are you one. Ta- what, what Lee's Famous Recipe are you talking about? All of them? Any of them? <laughs> my Tyler. Except what? for the one in Whitesburg. The one in the Whitesburg is great. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea you thought you would get TB at, at Lee's Famous <laughs> Recipe. Tyler. If if you're talking chicken, I'm just talking chicken. I'm not talking about the my pleasure. I'm not talking about their peach milkshakes, which are absolutely phenomenal at Chick Fil A. I'm talking chicken. If we're saying that Chick Fil A is the top chicken place, then it needs to produce the best chicken, and it does not. And I'll also put Hardee's chicken strips above Chick Fil A. Anybody that hasn't been to Hardee's and had those, please have those. Go they to, are good. I do like Hardee's yes, chicken strips. Go to Lee's Famous Recipe, even though Tyler thinks. They have the buttermilk biscuits that are absolutely delicious. And KFC has about 50 different ways to eat chicken. They have chicken sandwiches where the chicken is the actual bun of the sandwich. That's innovation. Chick-fil-A just slaps a a chicken breast in a a bun. I can do that at home. Yeah, you know why that's all they have to do? Because it is so good, they don't need all this other crap that KFC tries to pop into their chicken. Okay. All what, Chick-fil-A what needs is the chicken and the and it's fun. That's all. They don't need to hype it up because it's so good. Do you think why, Chick-fil-A has their secret why would, herbs and why spices? Why would you like add it? anything to something that's already perfect? Oh my god! Let me ask you this: On the Chick-fil-A sandwich, do you take the pickle off or do you leave it? I I give the pickle to my wife because she likes pickles and I don't. Okay, so you're already admitting that the Chick-fil-A sandwich is inferior. Their their signature dish you don't like. No, I just the, the signature I, Chick-fil-A I sandwich no you don't pickle. like. No, not, I'm not asking with exceptions, Tyler. Anybody can, can make it the way they want. I'm talking about their, their signature dish, the Chick-fil-A sandwich. You don't like it. You won't eat it. So how is that going to be better than Lee's or KFC or Cane's, which is way better? I actually like Joella's in Lexington. Hot chicken. It's delicious. If we're talking straight chicken, it is not. it does not deserve the hype. I'm sorry. Yeah, but can you get Cane's for breakfast? Can you get Joella's for breakfast? If I could, I would. If yeah. they would serve it, yes. Well, there's a reason they don't. Well, you know... You would the, have to think, if, if they knew they could compete with Chick-fil-A breakfast, why aren't they? Why aren't they serving breakfast? Because they don't hey, need to. You they know, can... the only time I go to Cane's is on Sunday when Chick-fil-A is closed. Because they're right across the street from each other in Lexington. So, when I get a hankering for fried chicken, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Sunday. <laughs> I forgot. I guess I'll go over to Cane's because it's almost as good. 
But tell me that cane sauce is not good. Cane you, you tell me right. You sit here and look me in the eye, Tyler. The cane sauce is the best sauce. I will give you that. 100%. Okay. Yes. Cane sauce is the best. Okay. Thank you. That was good. I, f- I feel better. You're wrong. No. Just so you know, Chick-fil-A is a good sandwich, why, why it, but is it's the, a good sandwich. Why is the Chick-fil-A line always a mile long? Because people know it's the best, and they will sit and wait in line because it's that good. How many other places ha- have a line like Chick-fil-A? Okay, I will, one. I will concede one point. Chick-fil-A, I, I've went there the last couple of weeks, has been out to the road trying to get people in. So I will give you that. People, people like it for the other things that you talked about. It, But if, if you're talking strictly chicken, strictly chicken. Which is in their name, so you, it's a chicken-based decision. I'm making a chicken-based decision. Least famous recipe, KFC, and most importantly, Canes. I like more. It's very disappointing. I'm saying I'm gonna spin the wheel one That's more time. That's r- ridiculous. You're wrong. Because you're wrong. Least famous recipe. Let me spin that again. Let me spin that again. I didn't get a good spin. There we go. What do we got? Okay, here we go. So here's a good question, Tyler. This is a good one to wrap up the segment, I think. Okay. Um, watching games, watching basketball games, would you rather be in Rupp Arena or would you rather be sitting at home in front of your HD television? Well, I went first on the Chick-fil-A answer, so I'll, I'll let you go first on this one. It would be my pleasure for you to go first. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pleasure. You're doing it again. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the thing. I think it's actually louder in my own home than it is in Rupp Arena. Yeah, because you have two kids, so... Yes, yeah. I feel <laughs> I feel like the atmosphere is more wild and crazy at home than it is at Rupp Arena. I think UK football games are awesome. The crowd's into it, although there's no alcohol allowed. Somebody wink, sneaks wink. wink, wink. Somebody sneaks it in. The crowd's really rowdy. I like UK football games. But I feel like I'm going to a crocheting class sometimes <laughs> at Rupp Arena. I think I've actually seen people crocheting at, at games before. I've seen people read books. I've seen people crocheting. Give me that big flat screen TV to watch UK games. I would much prefer that. If we're talking basketball games. Football games, different story. Mm-hmm. I would rather be right in the middle of it. But basketball games, it's too quiet. We have like four or five games a year where the crowd's into it, and they're not going to change it. For some reason, uh, let me ask you this, Ty, because they always say, well, we can't change the low, lower arena because of all the donors. Well, what the hell, man? Does every other school not have donors, and they manage to figure out a way to do it? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. (laughs) Well, we can't mess up the donors. You know, they give us all the money. Well, apparently, all these other schools in the country have no donors, and we can't do it like them. Bullcrap. I would much rather watch it at home. It's a baloney argument. People yell at you when you want to stand up and go to the game. Hey, sit, sit down! Hey, hey! I can't see the game. Can you sit down? What the hell, man? I'm going to a game. I'm not going to an opera to sit here and golf, golf clap. clap. Congratulations. Way to go, boys. Way to go. I want to be in the other team's face to the point to where they're angry, they're scared to take a shot, and they don't want to come to my side of the court because I'm sitting in the stands and I'm screaming my head off. Much rather stay at home. Very passionate there. Um... I'll, I'll say I will, I will agree with you ninety percent of the time. Okay, if we're playing Eastern Washington or Southwest Virginia, insert your directional yeah, school. Yeah, I would. 
I mean, it's it's just not fun. It's not exciting to go to a game at Rupp Arena. I mean, the student section is empty for those games, so what noise there is is not there. But for a big game, okay, when we're playing Louisville, when we're playing North Carolina, when we're playing Kansas, for those games, the atmosphere at Rupp Arena, you, there's just a buzz the hour leading up to tip-off. You know, it starts over in the Hyatt when people are drinking, migrates over to Rupp Arena when the game starts. It's just a different atmosphere for a big game. When that crowd is hyped, it does get loud. Okay, the the loudest game I've ever been to, I think it was 2002, 2003, when Florida was ranked number one. Yes. That was I, one that of the place loudest. was rocking. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was an awesome environment. If every game was like that, this isn't even a question. I was in the second level for that, and I felt like the building was going to collapse on itself. It was so loud and shaking. Yeah. It's crazy. So, for a big game, I would much rather be at Rupp Arena for that reason. But I'm with you. For the other 90%, the the, the atmosphere sucks. It just does. And I, I don't know what they can do to fix it, but... I can tell you what they do. Do what other teams do. Open it up to people. Let the rowdy people come in from, you know, Letcher County. Hell, we're from Letcher County. Let them come in and be down on the floor. They'll scare the hell out of people. <laughs> Tell you that right now. You let them you let them come in and you have all those people in there. Scare the hell out of them. That's what you, what's the purpose of a home environment if you're going to sit on your ass and crochet and read? Give me a break. Why don't you stay home? But it's all about the money, as we've no. seen time and time again. It's so, all about, so no, it's so all no about other, money. no other school in the country except the University of Kentucky has this magical rule that we can't mess with the donors in the lower bowl. How does everybody else do it? Why does Notre Dame have a rowdy student section? I'm sure they have wealthy donors that went to Notre Dame, but somehow they find a way for the students to be on the damn sideline. Well, the the precedent has been set, though. I mean, you it's. That's true. You're, we you're we can't now, change any rules. Once they've been set, you can't change anything. Well, you can, but now you're going to, because people have had these seats that have been passed down from generation to generation. If That's you the problem. That's the problem. Yes. They don't appreciate them. They don't appreciate I, the I seats that they have. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Okay. But you, you're going to piss off a lot of wealthy people who give you a lot of money. You know what? I hope they're louder when they're pissed off at that than they are at the games. They're the louder. They're going to complain louder than they cheer at the games. Maybe, maybe that's what we need to do. Well, they don't do anything. It needs to change at some point, and and people got to suck it. Why would you? If you're a student, I know people crap on the students all the time about not coming to the games. Why would you want to go to a a game? It's like going over to your grandma's house and watching her knit a picture of a kitty cat that she's going to hang on the wall. Why are you going to spend your afternoon? watching your grandma crochet and there happens to be a basketball game when you can just watch it on TV. You want to go to a place that's exciting. If it was exciting, the students would show up. There would be more excitement. It would be a more intimidating environment. And right now, the only time people get rowdy is if people miss two free throws and they get that free Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh, they get See? it from where? Where do they get the free chicken? Chick-fil-A. Oh, and that's the loudest they are the entire game is when there's Chick-fil-A? What's the alternative? When are, when's the other time what if they were? Loud? You think they'd get loud for Lee's Famous Recipe? What? No. Once, thank you for proving my point, Brad. I appreciate you throwing that. I'd forgotten about the free Chick-fil-A on the free throw, so thank you. You you just proved both my points. That's fine. People like free stuff, Tyler. If you told them they were getting a free 
Taco Bell taco, they would be just as excited. Okay. Maybe we just need to put a least famous recipe on the concourse, and that'll fix the environment at Rupp Arena. Yeah, they should fix that. But it needs to change. Give me a break. You tell me UK is the only school with special rules about donors in the lower bowl. I call BS. Fix the damn rule. Come on, Mitch Barnhart. (laughs) Mitch Barnhart. We've talked about Mitch McConnell a little bit. I think that was an interesting run on the wheel, right? Yes. I still can't... Your least famous recipe. That's that's going to go down as one of your worst takes of all time, Brandon, right there. One of your worst takes ever. Go there and get some chicken strips and a buttermilk biscuit and come okay. back and talk to me. Get a side of tuberculosis. All right. Anyway, well, we've <laughs> it's been an interesting segment, to say the least. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This is how you make a family meal famous. Only at Lee's. Famous for chicken. Welcome back to our final segment of the show. Brandon has some topics for us. He, he's got some things that um, that he, he has not completely shared with me what exactly we're going to talk about. And I know he's got a list of things well, over here. Well, let me ask you about this, Tyler, because I, I don't know how much you've been following the news. And I try not to watch too much of it because it's depressing. But have you heard about the mecca that is Chaz? Chaz. Uh, I... Have not. If if I'm being fully honest, when when you when you said Chaz just now, the only thought that came to my head was the Will Fer Will Ferrell character in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Chaz. <laughs> and Chaz from Wedding Crashers. Yeah. That is a great character. Ma, the meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. So all I'm thinking about is meatloaf <laughs> and crashing funerals as his character did. So if we're not talking about meatloaf or Wedding Crashers, I don't know where this is going. All right, so so let me set the story up for you. So obviously there's there's protests going on all over the country, right? They're going on locally here in Lexington, and they're going on everywhere. There's marches, there's protests. Apparently, and I don't have all the details on this, and I don't even know if the local police station has all the details on this, which is the interesting part. There are a group of protesters that have taken over basically a six-block radius in Seattle. Okay. Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. Okay. And they're calling it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. C-H-A-Z. Oh, so it's an acronym. Chaz is an acronym. We're learning. An acronym. So, and this is in Seattle. Seattle's a major city in the United States. One of the biggest ones, obviously, on the West Coast. But basically, they have taken over this area. They have put barricades up. They are armed, it should be said, because there are photos of that. And they've taken over this area, and they're making it their own, and they're saying, we are not moving okay. until our demands are met. And a lot of it's related to police, right? Defunding the police mm-hmm. and, and things of that. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but it has a lot to do with that. You haven't heard of this at all. No. You, you look like you no. You have no clue what I'm I, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. This is all new to me. Okay, so let me ask you this question. So if you have a group that takes over a six block radius in Lexington and says, this is ours. We're taking it over. This is, this is now Chaz Lexington. <laughs> okay. What do you do with that? What are your thoughts just on the concept of Chaz? So what about the people already living in that six block radius? Are, are they kicking them out? Are, are they still living there with all this chaos going on? I, I don't know. I think so. I mean, that's where they live. They have to live there. I mean, if somebody just came down my street and said, hey, this is our street now, that that would be pretty concerning to me. 
Is that all? Is that now? Wait a minute. Hold on. One one second. So you're saying if somebody came over and took over your street, the only thing that you would say is, "Honey, that that sounds concerning," <laughs> but you would just let them run chass. Uh, no. What would you do? I'd say, get the hell out of here. What you're, are you What are you doing? You're going to say that to these armed people? Uh, not me personally, but I'm going to call the police <laughs> and, and have them tell them that the police know about this, and they're not, and they're allowing it. That's correct. Why are they allowing it? Great question, Tyler. And that is the interesting part. I've got to say, this is the weakest thing I have ever seen. In in state, you know, for state leadership to allow this to happen, regardless of the state, and regardless of the protest, or, or what it's for, this is the lamest thing I've ever seen. Suck it up, man. You can't let people... T- you can't let people take over city blocks. Maybe I'm... I could be dead wrong, Todd. Again, you're hearing this for the first time. Yeah. But I, you can't let people take over city blocks in oh, your city. No, because what, what if they decide they want a few more city blocks? And then what if it... You know, what if they just keep expanding? Are you just going to keep allowing, allowing it to happen? This is crazy. One of the big ironies, though, I do have to say, is that, you know... These particular protesters, they protest border security and stuff like that, too, is the first thing they did was put up a, a, a security fence. <laughs> and they're armed. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. So, you know, these are the same people that would protest, you know, border security and people having guns, yet they are armed to the teeth and they have a fence. Okay. The, the irony is just, and or ironic, I, I don't know how you're supposed to use the word ironic, it brings great pleasure to me to see this. So I guess nobody can join Chaz. Nobody knew. Like they, they can't recruit people. To no, come, that's come. where you're wrong, Tyler. They can recruit more people. Okay, so they'll let those people in. And here, here's one of the... What big- if you have a business inside of these six blocks so people can't come to your business anymore? Your pansy-ass governor and mayor aren't going to help you. I'm sorry. You're a pansy-ass if you can't keep people from taking over your city blocks. There was actually a similar attempt in Asheville, North Carolina. You know what the police did? I'm betting they shut it down real quick. <laughs> they took apart the barricade and said, get the hell out of here. What are y'all doing? That's all it takes. Magic formula. <laughs> Tell people no. You can't do that. And apparently these people are probably the same kids that grew up and weren't told no at some point. You don't get to do that. As far as I know, no, you, you can't do that in this country, no matter what the state is. It's stupid. I don't get. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I'm I'm kind of blown away right now, and I, I apologize that I'm, you know, not up to date on what's happening in Seattle. Um, maybe we maybe there's a Seattle buds and pick and roll podcast that we could listen to. Where <laughs> <A> Seattle buds <laughs> pick and roll. Well, this is interesting because they've recently posted a list of items that they need, which include um, cigarettes, lanterns, <laughs> baby lotion, shoes bedding, zip ties, which I can't wait to see what that's going to be used for, sunglasses, and this is my favorite. In their list of needs, it says ice, the good kind. Oh, clearly that's the cubed ice like you get from Sonic. That's got to be what that's in reference to. Or Chick-fil-A. Or Chick-fil-A. Just another reason to go to (laughs) You just keep proving my point. I know, but I mean, when did we start doing this in this country? I, I just wanted an excuse to call the leadership in that area the biggest pansies in the whole country. They're pansies. It, that's it's pretty incredible. Um, you yeah. can't do it. I I I don't even know what to say. It's that's. 
I I can't believe they're allowing that to happen. I it's I mean, and how long do they allow this? What what are they? You can't just let people do that. This is just <laughs> this is just mind-boggling, Brandon. I I I can't even put into words to express how crazy this is. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. And you know what? You don't see this. I I don't see a lot of it in my news feed on Facebook or Twitter, really. It goes to show you, people, it's interesting what people filter out. I think it's a big story when a group of people take over a major American city and turn it into their own dwelling. Call me crazy, but how much news coverage does it get? Clearly not, clearly not much because I've I knew nothing about it. So just an interesting little tidbit. I always wonder what I always wonder what is not covered versus what is covered. And Chaz is fascinating to me on so many levels. You know, regardless of what the cause is, if somebody wants to take, do a Second Amendment cause and take over a six block radius, I still think you're nuts. You can't do that. Yeah, that's just me. Well, we'll have to keep following this story, see where it goes. Absolutely. So uh, the Lexington protests, um, I think it's gone. This is going to be the 15th night on the on the day we're recording this. So they're continuing to go, but there has been talk from the leadership there of escalating um, the situation. Now, we've talked about these protests being pretty s- civil between both parties, right, between the police force and the protesters. They have been. We, we've been pretty fortunate that everything's gone pretty smoothly in our town thus far. Yeah, but there has been talk that these want to escalate from the leaders of these protests. And when I say escalate, I mean that they're willing to risk arrest. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know that the Lexington Police Department has this huge reputation of being you know, out there hunting people down or something. Maybe I've missed that. And if I did, let us know. You can follow us on Twitter at LexBuds. Let us know. But I feel like they've done a pretty good job during these protests. I think the protesters have gotten their point across as well. I don't know that escalating things necessarily helps. You know, especially when you're talking about risking arrest. What does that mean? That concerns me a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would need to know, I, you know... What 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 the what the plan is to to be arrested? I mean, it's pretty easy. Yeah, just break the I law. Like if if you want to be ar- <laughs> if you want to be arrested, that's you can accomplish that pretty pretty easily and pretty quickly. So let's let's just hope it remains peaceful. Uh, you know, for our town, for our business owners in our in, in our community, that uh, that that things don't get too out of control because we we've seen this happen in other cities. Uh, we're we're of course all supportive of the movement of of the the message that's that's trying to be sent across and the changes that need to be made in our state and in our country. And I'm supportive of any protest. People should be able to speak what what is on their mind and what they feel like is wrong. I'm just a, a supporter of protests in general. Sure. Say what say what's wrong. Maybe we can fix it. You know that's across the board for me. But absolutely. Now where I think. Some people may be looking at, to take advantage of this whole situation, and this is the classic overplaying your hand, in my opinion. The first thing, Tyler, have you heard about the issue with Paw Patrol? 
Oh, what 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 have Rocky and Rubble gotten themselves into in this week's episode? <laughs> okay, so you've already you already know more than me. I didn't know that was their names. I know their I know the show. Well, I know yeah, their there's, pictures. There's Chase. Yeah, I, I can I can sing okay, the theme song too. So there's a big uproar that the show should be canceled. Paw Patrol should be canceled because it depicts police officers in a positive light. Who who said it should be canceled? Who? Have you been on Twitter, Facebook, anything lately? I I'm I, just I, asking the question. <laughs> It's it's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. I can tell you got a haircut. You obviously yeah. went to Chick Fil A mm-hmm. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all week. So I get it. But there are people calling for Paw Patrol to be taken off the air or have the positive characters removed. What the hell is wrong with everybody? <laughs> Give me a break. You know what? My I had some kids coming over the other day to play with my sons to play cops and robbers. Am I supposed to be like, you know what? Wait, wait a second. Are the cops the good guys? Or are we supposed to? Maybe we should play looters and rioters versus cops and robbers. Which? What are we supposed to play now? I'm just more concerned about what my kids are gonna supposed to watch on television now. If, if Paw Patrol's not gonna be on there, that's what I'm saying. Are we just gonna cancel everything? And there you go. <laughs> are we just going to cancel everything? Uh, there's also talk about Law and Order SVU being canceled because the female lead in that show is an aggressive cop. If we get to the point to where we're only watching movies and shows that are comfortable, it's going to be the crappiest movie season ever. Movies and shows are supposed to make you think. They're supposed to make you see things in a different way. If everybody is doing and thinking the same thing, why would you even go to the friggin' movie if they think like you or do like you? What's the point? I can just look in the mirror. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I don't think get it. We we've seen throughout history that media, movies, music have played a very influential role in bringing about change and, and bringing those messages to people and getting people to think about issues that are going on during that time period. So to to censor that and restrict that, I think is would, would be a huge mistake. Now that being said. People are going to complain. People are going to find things to complain about. I don't think Nickelodeon is going to cancel Paw Patrol. I don't think whatever channel Law and Order is on. I, I mean, Cops got canceled. The show Cops, that's been on for like, I feel like thirty years, it got canceled. Well, that that, that was unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Hopefully, people make make the right decision and don't feel pressured by, I I feel like this is probably just a small minority of people that are trying to get Paw Patrol off the air. I have seen dozens of episodes of Paw Patrol. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times (laughs) I haven't seen any of it. You're, you're, you're missing out. It's, 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 I bought, I buy the Paw Patrol games and the toys, but I've never watched the show. I can't get through it. I'm sorry. Let me tell you, the, 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 there's some characters on there, man. They're well, apparently not just... anymore. You better be you. You better watch as much as you can because they're going to turn into some other characters. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll start recording them now so I can save them up. And now, uh, on that same note, Lady Lady Antebellum, Lady Antebellum. You remember they had that one song, country song. It's a quarter afternoon. Yeah, that song. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's late. See, I had to sing it because you don't even know who yeah. they are. They are changing their name from Lady Antebellum to Lady A. Good for them. Because Antebellum um, offends too many people. 
Good. I I say good for them. Um, Smart PR move because nobody's thought about Lady Antebellum in the last ten years, as far as I know. <laughs> this is a PR have, move. Have they had? Have they even put out an album in the last decade? Uh, they must be getting ready to release one because they just <laughs> changed their name. But just you know, Lady Antebellum. Just a quick heads up: you should do a Google search before you change your name to Lady A because there is a uh, R and B artist that has had the name Lady A for the last twenty years. Oh. So I expect a copyright infringement on that. <laughs> Maybe before you try to to play the woke card, you know, maybe do a Google search. Maybe first. I should have thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one other important event too is the Jefferson Davis statue was removed from the Capitol building. I think it was today, as we're recording the show. It was today, right? I think so. Yep. Yeah. So, what do you think in general? I want to put you on the spot, Tyler. So everybody's looking at you. What do you think about removing historical statues like this? Just in general. I mean. Let's have an open conversation here. Let's not freak out because of what the opinion is. What, what do you think about just statue removal in general like that? I got absolutely no problem with it. I think it's about time that this happened. As, as a former teacher, Brandon, I've been on field trips to our capital. You know, you, you tour the building, you walk through the rotunda. And let me tell you, as a teacher, when you're in that rotunda... Rotund can't talk. Sorry, it's all right. When you're in that part of the Capitol, <laughs> that big building with the, the statues in it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, you're with your tour guide, and you know they're talking about who all these statues are of people. And you look over and you see your African American students, and you, man, it's it's tough to because you you see them and you know they've got to be wondering, you know, why is my state honoring someone who fought for slavery? And it's just, I mean, th- those were just always just uncomfortable moments. And just, I, I, f- I felt bad for those kids that, that they had to see their own state's government honoring someone who wanted to secede from our country so that we could still continue to have slaves. Uh, is I, I just really felt, felt bad, felt horrible that they... Had to have that feeling. So I'm all for getting that out of there. Should have been done a long time ago. Yeah, and and again, we're we're an opinion base. So we're we're just two guys having our, our glass of bourbon in our kiss glass, by the yes. way. It should be noted. I've got my Ace so, Riley glass. I've got my Peter Chris glass. So there you go. But, you know, it, this is all opinion stuff. It's not right or wrong. To me, um, as far as the statues go, I really don't... I'm, I'm really just not passionate about it. Maybe I should just be excited one way or another. I'm just... You know, if people do it, that's fine. And I think our statues and monuments will continue to change over the next 200, 300 years. I mean, sure. we're going to do new stuff. People that are alive now will be honored. You know, I'm fine. It really doesn't bother me that much. So I wish it was more exciting. I just, for one reason or another, either way, I don't really get that into that argument. Yeah, I think people who are upset by it probably didn't even know we had a Jefferson Davis statue. And I guarantee they can't name any of the other people that we have statues of. It's just can you? Uh, there's one of Henry Clay. Okay, good job. Mm-hmm. What about the other two? Um, so, some other important guys. Uh, um, you know, important leaders in our country, in our state. Okay, that was good, Tyler. Thank you for that uh, valuable <laughs> information. As we close out the show today, I it's been an interesting show. First of all, there's not a lot to talk about, right? So there's not a lot of sports. I mean, there's some news, but there's not a lot going on, right? I'm surprised that we got an episode out of this. 
We did. It, it was uh, before we got here. I was like, "What are we going to talk about today?" So thank thank you for for bringing up Chaz and Paw Patrol and all these things that I had no clue about. Yeah, I'm glad I could help out. Well, I, it's been an interesting one. I always enjoy it regardless of what the episode is talking about. And we hope that you follow us on Twitter at LexBuds. Visit our website at LexBuds.com. Uh, we always have unique content coming up there. Um, there's always something to talk about. We put up video content, articles. Um, the, the This Week in UK and World History is always fun as well. But uh, we hope to continue to bring you great content. Hang with us because sports will be coming, hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We and picked we'll, a great time to start a sports podcast. Absolutely. We, you know, timing, we just couldn't be any better. But there will be a lot more to talk about as we get into the fall sports, assuming that still goes forward. But uh, just hang tight with us during that time. Again, visit us on our website. Hang out with us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. And uh, it's been a fun show, Tyler. Look forward to the next one. Absolutely. All right. Stay, Stay classy, classy, Kentucky. Kentucky.